So Nikola or Nicolo, Nikola Tesla, not Nikola Tesla. Great way to start the live. Wow. Um, Nicolo Machiavelli famously said, the best fortress which a prince can possess is the affection of his people. And in this video podcast stream, um, I'm going to talk about how to win the affection of massive amounts of people, specifically through social media. And this will apply if you are a total beginner, veteran, man, woman, person, animal, whatever you are. Uh, and I'm going to talk about it and hopefully you, you glean some insights before I go into it. I, I am going to just kind of publicly announce here that for these streams in the future, I've, I've already kind of sorted it out. I, um, earlier tried to like do a stream where I read the email that I sent out and it just didn't really flow. So these are going to be a lot more stream of conscious rather than like reading, uh, reading a post. And I think it's, I think it's significantly better that way. So, um, I am, uh, I'm excited to, um, to talk about this because this is actually one of my favorite topics. I've been very obsessed with just the dynamics of power and persuasion for almost a decade. Uh, I think really the first, yeah, the first, my first, um, my first lead into like learning about persuasion specifically and like getting people to like you was from was from the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that's probably where most most people start. But it was uh, you know, Dale Carnegie, it's like the OG self-help book. And um I, I read it when I was like 18. And it was actually life-changing. Like I read that book and I remember it was, it was the first personal development book that I actually ever really read, ever read. And I remember like reading it and being like, wait, I can like, I can like go do this. Like I, I, I would read, it was like, you can smile. And then you, you know, what was it? It's mainly like smile and at, let people talk about themselves and do favors for people. And then people will like you more. And I remember like, just for the first time in my life, reading a book, going out and applying it, and it just was mind blowing. And so, um, I've been that was like my first touch. And then I got like super into when I was in college. I got very into just reading book after book on persuasion and and the forty eight laws of power. And um, the, there was a book called The Like Switch. All the Robert Greene books were really good. But yeah, I mean it. Um, it's something that I have have studied a lot, you know. And then, of course, in 2022, I, um, you know, after having spent years studying it and investing in mentors that were experts at you know, essentially persuasion and influence and and social dynamics, I created a program called Tribe Accelerator, which was my like masterclass on sales and persuasion, but specifically aligned to how to post on on Instagram. And how, and how to post on social media so that people are, so that massive amounts of people like you. Okay. And that, uh, obviously that course, I, I like to think it changed the world. I mean, at least in the, the, uh, section of the world that, um, my, my brand is lived in, which is like the kind of entrepreneurial space guys went through that course and like the whole social media landscape just started 
changing, at least the whole, you know, for entrepreneurs. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to see that, you know, people kind of took all the lessons from that, that program and, and applied them. Um, but in this video, you know, I want to, I want to emphasize a couple things. So number one, I really do feel like personal brands, although I've been harping on this, uh, even since before I had a personal brand, like how important they are, I think they're increasingly important. I think that the gap is closing from which it's, uh, possible for you to like stand out as a personal brand as as like just the 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 angles for which you can be an interesting personal brand kind of get caught up right and also as like ai influencers become a thing i mean who knows if that's really going to take i don't know i think humans care less about what a robot has to say and more about what actual human has to say um, for a number of psychological reasons, but, but I think that, um, I, I think that personal brands are very important, even if you have a small one, like, I think it's better to have 2000 followers and a couple hundred story views of people like really interacting with their stuff than, than people realize. I think that the affection of even, you know, a couple hundred people where, you know, when people think about personal brand, they think they don't have a successful personal brand until they have millions of followers. And that's just, to me, that's just completely not true. If you think about back in the day, you know, when I say back in the day, I mean, when we were hunter gatherer tribes living in groups of like 150 people, we, we had 150 people to influence. Okay. And so if you look at your Instagram story views, or you look at how many followers you have on Instagram, it's probably more than 150 or probably right around there. You know, it, and, uh, I mean, if you have 10,000, 20,000, it's like, it's, it's pretty ludicrous how, how, like actually how many people you have in your fortress, right? So that, it, I think it's important to recognize that you can watch this video, you can apply what I'm going to share with you, even if you only have like 200 followers and it's actually very meaningful because, even if you only have the affection of 200 people and you're able to influence 200 people, that's like a, that's a big deal because primarily speaking, speaking, that's uh, 200 people to protect you, to take, to look after you, to, to care about you. I mean, even, even if I think about, you know, my circle, like I, it's really only comprised with like it, with about 150 people, maybe like four, four or 500 max. Um, as far as like my close friends that I, and people that I interact with, um, of course, with the scale of a person of my personal brand, it's probably probably closer to like, I would say 10,000. Like, I, and when I say that, I mean, like people that if shit hit the fan, they would like take me in, like if I needed shelter, you know, at some point ever, God forbid, of course, uh, I probably have, you know, maybe even more, but, and who knows the actual strength of that number, but I would say it's no less than 10,000 people would actually like be like, yo, Arlen, like you can stay with us. Like you're cool, you know? <laughs> so there's that, there's that effect. And there's also like the, the non uh, world ending scenario of just like, you want people to like you, you want people to buy your product that you, you're coming up with. You want people to support you and just um, be on your team, you know? So how do you, how do you do that? The first, uh, and I have six core principles that I'd like to go over today. Um, the, the first core principle is the 80, 20 of it all, uh, and it's volume of content. Okay. So the, the six core principles are volume of content, 
Number two, being a source of positive emotions. Number three, optics of wealth and status. Number four, storytelling. Number five, uh, displaying relatability and humility. And I know I said there's six, but there's really five. So we're just going to stick with five. Perhaps I'll come up with a sixth. But the first one, which is the most important one, is volume of content. Okay. So the more people are invested in what you have to say, the more likely they are to actually like you. Okay. So what, what I mean by that is like, think about, you know, the, the influencer or the person or the, the creator that you follow the most. Okay. And think about how many hours of content you have consumed from them. And then think about all the hours of content that you've consumed from them compared to the amount of hours of content that they have actually spent time to put out into the world. It is probably an astounding amount of hours of content that they have sat there and created. And part of the reason volume of content is so important is because the more like being a compelling orator and and speaker and creator takes a lot of hours. Like you, you think about the 10,000 hour rule, which is like the Robert Greene mastery principle of like, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master or to, to achieve mastery. And that's true to an extent, of course, but it's also like, as you're putting those hours in there, not only are you getting better, but it's of course more content for your people and your, uh, that your people in your community and your following that can become a, a supporter of your fortress as a, as the prince that you are, as the, as the Machiavellian prince that you are becoming. So being, um, be like being at the, the, uh, be, being at the, um, pulse of this idea is crucial. You know, you like, if you aren't maximizing for content output, a you're losing against other people who are putting out large volumes of content. B you're not getting any better by not putting out content. C you're probably consuming other people's content. This is a key one. You're consuming other people's content, which means that you're actually losing out on a bit of your own originality. The more content that you can, and it, look, I listen to stuff, but I think it's it's important to flip. It's important to flip, and I've talked about this for years. It's important to flip the uh, consumption to creation uh, uh, what do you equation, right? Where instead of consuming content for eighty hours or eighty percent of your time and creating twenty percent, you create eighty percent of the time and you consume twenty percent of your time. So if there's ten hours in a day, imagine if you were focused on creating for 10 hours a day and only listening to podcasts, watching films, whatever for two hours of the day, you would, I mean, you, it's, it's hard to imagine that you could possibly lose if that's, if that's the ratio that you were operating at. And, um, not only that, it's, it's just, I have personally found that the more that you create, the happier you are. I think I had, that's one of my most viral tweets that I ever put out there. The more you create, the happier you become. The next uh, bullet point here is being a source of positive emotions. So again, going back to the, 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 uh, the roots of, of personal development stuff uh, and persuasion and power and influence, Dale Carnegie in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, spoke about 
the dog, right? The, uh, a dog is a man's best friend. Why? Because their only job in the world is to make their owner happy. That's it. There, there's literally no other purpose that a dog has than to, when you get home, their feet are pattering, they're waiting for you, their tongue is out of their mouth, they're waiting for a treat, like they're waiting for you to take them out. They're so excited to see you. And all they, all like the dog's only purpose is to make an owner feel good emotions. So that's how I like to think about my brand. When I post a piece of content, like when you saw this on your, your feed and you saw my name, I like people to associate my brand and my content and my new, whatever new email that I post or new Instagram reel or whatever with some positive emotions to where they, all they have to do is see my name and they get a burst of dopamine. Like they, they feel good when they see my face and my name pop up in their feed or your inbox or whatever. And it's, they either get some sort of feeling of inspiration, a feeling of maybe they, it, they think of some joke that I, I said or told, um, they feel inspired, they feel motivated, they feel like they're going to learn something. If you can just be a source of positive emotions in the volume of content that you're putting out there, people are going to want to consume your content. And not only that, they're just going to like you. They're going to associate you with being a, a, a source of positivity in their life. Um, the next one is optics of wealth and status. Okay. And the reason this is important and why I put it in here is because, you know, if you're, if you don't have some sort of status, um, people just simply care a little less, right? Like if you're in the sea of average and sea of, 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 uh, normalcy and you have no status in any particular way, no one really gives a shit what you're saying. No one, no one cares what you're creating. No one cares what you're doing. Now there's obviously ways to compensate for that. Like if you just focus on a craft and you get really good at it, then people can't ignore you, right? There's that, that book, uh, you know, um, get so good that people can't ignore you. I think it's Cal Newport or something like that. And this, this, this idea of, you know, displaying your status in a subtle way, like the, it's, the, it's the art of the subtle flex. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that is mastered by very few and, and I think botched by many because, uh, you know, actually it's really good because if, if you're watching this stream right now, I'm, I'm doing my best to, to demonstrate a subtle flex, right? I have this background. I have this, the, the, the subtle flex for this stream really is like the audio quality, the lighting setup, the, the camera quality, the, the background, the backdrop, like even the the hoodie, the fact that I'm, you know, in, in just like positive energy altogether, all of these things accumulated, make it so that the viewer is like, huh, I'm curious to see what this guy has to say. And that, you know, built up over time and, and, uh, and like woven in with other ways of demonstrating some form of, of status. And th there's so many ways to demonstrate status and to create like a, uh, you know, a, a, to, to create a sense in the viewer's mind that you have something, some sort of sauce that they do not. And that's part of the reason they will be somewhat interested in what you have to say. So demonstrating in a subtle way, wealth and status and, um, you know, 
social proof can be worked in there. Like if you're, if you're for some reason constantly associated with other highly respected people, then people transcribe or, or transmute or what's the right word? They, they uh, pass over the successful person's status onto you. So the next one, okay, this is, this is particularly important because if you're not good at, if you don't have any wealth, if you don't have any status or you don't have any fame or social proof, then you need to get really good at storytelling. Now, I'm very excited. I'm actually gearing up for uh, a podcast with someone who I, I actually think is one of the best storytellers out there, um, living storytellers. And uh, I'm not going to say who it is yet, but I'm, I have an interview with him that I'm pretty excited for. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to ask him questions about this because if even if you're, you know, and, and this is literally like how I grew my audience in the first place. I was broke, you know, in 2016, 2017, I had nothing. I had no way of making money, but I practiced the art of storytelling. I studied the art of storytelling and I got really good at telling stories. No matter how little you have, if you have stories to tell and some sort of insights or, you know, some sort of interesting and creative art, art and storytelling kind of go hand in hand, then people will find you interesting. And not only that, you'll be cemented in their memory. That's one of the the most interesting things about storytelling is that the way that the story arc works is it it cements, uh, first of all, stories are designed to make humans feel a range of emotions. And the part of the brain that is associated with generating memory of some person or event or thing is activated when you feel emotion. This is why, like if you're studying for an exam ever or you're trying to remember something, it's good to somehow make yourself feel an emotional spike when you're trying to remember that thing, okay? And if you think about like the most emotional experiences of your life are also the most memorable. The times of your life where it's just kind of like, meh, you know, didn't really feel too much. Those are times in your life where there, there's nothing that you don't, you just don't remember them. Like someone might bring them up and you go, oh yeah, like I, I do remember that, right? But the, the most, the times where you felt visceral heartbreak or, uh, you know, just tremendous amounts of joy and laughter, like those, that's when you're the part of your brain that is responsible for storing memory is most active. So if you can get good at storytelling, what happens? People start to remember you, all right? And that also, I mean, that goes hand in hand with like being a source of positive emotions. The more positive emotions that you can generate in people, the more likely they are to want to, the more likely they have no choice to associate a a memory of you in their mind and to think of you more often. The next one is, and the last one of the five is displaying relatability and humility. And so you've seen, and this is just, uh, this is pretty easy. You've seen all of your favorite creators talk about the times in their life. And it goes back to storytelling as well. Talk about times in their life where they were going through shit, right? They got cheated on. They watched their mom as she was on food stamps, trying to work three jobs and put food on the table. They got in a debilitating car accident and broke their legs and, you know, whatever right? The people that 
are able to bring themselves back in in into a moment where they were once in the dirt makes it it makes it feel relatable right because everyone's felt these these dark emotions everyone's been through hard shit and no matter where you are along your path even if you're successful you kind of want to hear stories from people who've been through difficult things and this is part of the reason that like i think that music artists um are are still successful after they've gained a lot of wealth and fame because they still have problems that are relatable to thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people around the world. You know, I was recently listening to the new um, Kid Leroy album and he, he's, he's talking about, although he's obviously very rich and successful now, which is not as relatable for his majority of his fans, you know, he's talking about loss. He's talking about heartbreak. He's talking about things that everyday people can look at him and be like, oh, you know, he's like, he's not stepping down to my level, but he is, he's bringing himself to connect with me on a level of dealing of, of things that I deal with every single day. Right. No one, I mean, some, I mean, actually it does make for somewhat of an Instagram, uh, an interesting brand when you see people who are actually completely unrelatable, you know, like, they have, um, they're like billionaire trust fund people, or they're just like ultra rich families. And it's, it is interesting to an extent to, to see the lives of people that you can't relate to whatsoever, who've never experienced, you know, difficult times in their life. But even those people, they have other of the, they have other of these, you know, attraction building frameworks, uh, associated with them. You know, they have status, wealth, and fame, and they have storytelling mastered. So what I'd like to do this part of the video, now that I've gone over the five, uh, five frameworks that can help you to become someone who is uh, mastering power and influence on a higher level, is I want to give you some practical steps that you can take to basically apply everything that I've talked about here. First one is to, you, what you can do is you can just rewatch this video, go through the five steps and ask yourself with all of the photos that you you post on social media, all the videos you post, where could you, just for the future, where could you add a little bit of these elements into the next uh, pieces of content that you're creating, okay? So if you posted a photo of you, you know, I don't know, with some friends out at a boat party, okay? How in the future could you incorporate incorporate storytelling into that post the next time that you post it? Or maybe you could change the caption to tell a story. Or how could you potentially show in a more subtle way the status and wealth that you have accumulated? How can you make the post somehow seem a little bit more relatable? Okay. How can you, how can you add in the, the, into the post, making it a post that makes people feel good so that you become a source of positive emotions? The next thing that I want you to do is, I want you to practice the art of storytelling. So whenever someone asks you a question, okay, this could be a friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, whoever you are watching this. Next time someone asks you a question about what you did for the day or what you're working on, instead of just giving them the answer, tell a story, okay? So you'll notice that I've done it multiple times through this video, but when you tell a story, Again, it just hooks people in. Like we are so hardwired through 
thousands of years of development to just be attracted to stories. And when people give the hint that they're going to start a story, it's uh, it just it hooks people in and it makes you a lot more attractive. Now, at the beginning of this video, I talked about how there was going to be a sixth uh, a sixth principle of power and persuasion that you could start applying and uh, something you can start focusing on. And it's as simple as I'm going to give it. I'll give it, I'll give it two words, prayer or meditation. The more time that you spend with yourself or with your higher self or with God, however you want to look at it. And the more time that you can practice turning off the, the mind and putting yourself into a state of no mind of no thought, the more you're going to have this light inside of you. And I actually, yesterday on my stream, I talked about how this uh, kind of nutty homeless guy, like came up to me and Chloe and was like communicating with me. And the reason that he, there, there were a ton of people in that coffee shop. Why did he choose me? Because, and I actually spoke to, uh, you know, my friend, um, Julian about this, who's like a kind of spirit, spiritual teacher type guy. And he told me that the reason that, that these, and because the, the reason I, I called him is because this isn't the first time this happened this year. There's been like three, four somewhat crazy people that have kind of come up to me. He said, the reason they come up to you is because you have this light and it's like mosquitoes to a light or what is it? Flies to a mosquitoes to a flame, something like that, right? When you have the light of consciousness within you and you've practiced um, meditation, you've practiced being in a state of being comfortable without thinking and you practice managing your breath and you practice being extremely present you become a lot more of a compelling person to listen to. You think of Eckhart Tolle, Sadhguru. Um, I guarantee you pretty much everybody on this platform that is compelling to some extent is either a practiced like yogi meditative type person or they're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum where they, um, they're, they're just extremely ADD <laughs> and their mind is like so overactive, but they don't have a filter on it. And they're able to just go and go. Like you think of like, Jack Doherty, Aiden Ross, you know, these streamers that are just uh, all over the place 24-7 with their thoughts. So that's, uh, let me see, in my notes, maybe that's uh, that's it for today's video. I guess uh, all I would say here is I would encourage you to comment below, talk about your biggest takeaways from this video or from this show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, however, whatever format you're listening to this on. And enjoy the rest of your day. That's it. I'm going to stop it right here. All right, guys. See you in the next one.